Now, many humanitarian and health organisations from the WHO to UNICEF, UNRWA and others have highlighted again and again a catastrophe unfolding in Gaza. Now, epidemiologists have put figures on the scale of death among Palestinians if the war in Gaza escalates. Already... The Hamas-controlled health authorities have put the death toll at 29,000 and rising, with an escalation modelling experts project a further 85,000 deaths from injuries and disease over the next six months. And these are deaths above what would have been expected had there been no war. The modelling has been carried out by epidemiologists at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine and the John Hopkins Centre for Humanitarian Health in the United States. And I'm joined by one of the study's authors now, Professor Francesco Kokechi, epidemiologist with expertise in disease control in crisis settings with the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. And Professor, thank you for joining us on Morning Ireland. You're in, in, this, Good morning. Stu- in this study, you've projected ahead for the next six months under three scenarios. Could you take us through the scenarios, your methodology and, and your findings? Sure. So in terms of the scenarios, I think we want to stress to uh, your listeners that we are trying to project rather than predict. So what we what we set out trying to do is to really look at the widest possible range of trajectories for how the crisis could evolve. <clears throat> and those basically range from a ceasefire scenario, uh, which would be a pause in hostilities from right now um, of a protracted nature to all the way to, a, to an escalation scenario and further escalation scenario along the lines of what we might see, for example, if the offensive in the south of Gaza does go ahead. Um, and, and in the middle, we have a continuation of what has been going on uh, so far. Um, and, and basically what we did is we, we took data from pre-war, um, which were very, very rich for Gaza, uh, similarly to Ireland's in terms of knowing exactly how many people were dying of this or that disease. And we also then looked at information from the period up to now, uh, since the war started, um, and and used models to try to basically look at how um, current conditions would have influenced um, how different diseases behave, if that makes sense. Uh, How much worse a a case of pneumonia might be, or how many people might lose access to hypertension medication and might therefore uh, be exposed to the risk of stroke, and so on and so forth. Your worst um, so case. we're looking yeah. at. Sorry, yes, keep, keep going. Go ahead. Um, well, we're looking at um, uh, basically a range of, of of deaths in addition to to the baseline between about eleven thousand in a ceasefire scenario. That's the most optimistic. To uh, around uh, eighty thousand plus in the escalation scenario. That's the range of our results. So even with a ceasefire now, with a pause now, you are still looking at excess deaths that will occur. And is that because of the scale of destruction and the, the lack of medicines, the lack of clean water, the lack of, uh, of, of food for people? Mm, yes, I think there are a few challenges that will take quite a while to um, improve. Um, one of these is actually the nutritional situation, which we're extremely worried about. And and you, you 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 might imagine that when kids lose weight, it takes a while for them to regain it. So that's going to be a major factor impeding an immediate recovery. But then also, um, um, almost uh, I think seventy percent of of residences in Gaza have been destroyed or damaged. So we don't expect mm-hmm. that people will be able to move out of their unsanitary, very overcrowded camps. Those are just some of the reasons why we think. 
there will continue to be deaths even in, the, in, even in a ceasefire scenario. I wonder as well why you carry out a, a study of this type. Is it from a, an academic point of view or do you believe that it can have some real influence in, in talks ongoing at the moment in relation to a potential ceasefire? Mm-hmm. Well, um, you know, our audience is, is very broad and it includes humanitarian actors who might benefit from this information to try to improve and adjust what they're doing to obviously diplomatic actors. Um, we don't carry an inherently political message. That's not our job. Our job is, if you like, to uh, put before people some concrete evidence about what might happen um, uh, if certain decisions are taken, so that later on it, 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 it will be possible to say that those decisions were taken on the basis of information rather than speculation. Do you ensure that your study lands on the desks of the people who are making decisions? We try, we try. Um, we can't fully control that. And, and we know that decisions are influenced by all kinds of things other than than the evidence. But um, I think this is uh, this is an attempt to sort of bring the conversation and the discussion, whether it's in the public domain or behind closed doors, towards a more, um, if you like, to, to, towards an objective um, um, discourse of, of actually looking at the evidence, looking at what we think might happen in terms of public health, and therefore putting people's lives front and centre of the equation. Well, thank you for telling us uh, about your study and your findings. That's Professor Francesco Kecchi.